Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year. Then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24. 4th, 2012. It's now the 17th day of July, 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. Wow. This is actually my fifth attempt to do today's podcast. It is bananas that I just couldn't get today's podcast through tech problems and everything like that. You don't need to know about that, but I'm just telling you. Um... A lot of games have already ended for Sunday, and I haven't even talked about Saturday yet. I, I'm still gloating over the fact that Eduardo Rodriguez had an ERA over eight and yet had an outing yesterday that you would have asked from any starting pitcher. I mean, anyone, whether it's Kershaw, Sale, Cueto, Adam Wainwright, Felix Hernandez, whatever – top pitcher you can think of. He was like, oh, he gave us seven innings, one run. Yeah, that sounds about par for the course. They got that from a guy who came in with an eight ERA. Yankees have to sell now. You know, I mean, because there are teams out there desperate, they have to sell now. You know, there have been instances in, I don't want to say recently, but in the last 20, I mean, the, the, you could look at like 1995, which really isn't recent. 1995 is not recent. That was 21 years ago. But they, had a, they were sub-500 in September and went on to get a playoff spot. But do you know what? That's a different team. That was a young team. They had a wonderful year the year before, and it just clicked. It clicked that September and went all the way through the world championship the very next year. This team's not doing that. They got to trade. I mean, everything's got to be traded from this team. They just have to do it. Now, one of the pieces, they, they obviously have Chapman. Uh, I don't want Chapman. I don't want, you know, I, my thoughts on, on domestic abusers has been very, very clear. Um, but certainly Miller. Miller should be getting an absolute king's ransom. And Sabathia should. The way Sabathia's been pitching well, they should, they should get something for him. I'm, looking, I'm giving the Yankees advice on how to get better. This is coming from a Red Sox fan. You take my advice, you, put, you can get three or four excellent young players into the Yankee system. You really don't want to do that? You really, that's really not something on your radar right now. That's really not something you want to do. Okay. Okay, it's up to you. It's up to you. Hey, it's Sunday, and it's time to do the Sunday request. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, your pal Sully's running around like a gorilla today, so this may be a shorter podcast than usual. But, you know, I'd rather you walk away from a podcast saying, God, I wish that went on longer than to say, for Christ's sake, Sully, shut up. Um, by the way, thank you for those of you who have passed around the In Memoriam video. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, it's up on Sully Baseball. It's, it's actually my pinned tweet if you go to Sully Baseball on Twitter. And if you like it, if you thought, hey, that was good, or if it made you a little sad, do me a favor. Pass it to 10 of your friends and tell them, hey, if you know someone, pass it to them. I'd really love it if we got to... To when we do next year's in memoriam, you know the the infrastructure for it is more than just me standing on a street corner screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, let's go over what the Sunday request is. Sunday request comes from a Giants fan whose Twitter handle is the Anti 
circus, anti underscore circus. And he was referring to my podcast I did a few days ago where I was talking about the things that the Giants have to do going in to try to win the World Series in 2016, as they're due to because it's an even year. And I said at the time they had the best record in baseball. Um, and I believe that's still true right now, even though they haven't played particularly well against San Diego this uh, this weekend. They didn't play well against the Padres. There was a hiccup there, forgive me. There was a little tech problem there. Um, not sure what that was. Let's just keep moving on, shall we? They haven't played too particularly well against the San Diego Padres this weekend, but they're still in position to do really well and get to the postseason. And I said they needed depth in there. They needed depth. They didn't need stars. They needed like a, a fourth outfielder, a reserve infielder. I think they could use a fifth starter, and they could use a uh, bullpen closer, or at least depth in their bullpen. Now, the anti-circus said, um, Giants need to bring up their still green infield prospects, huh? Ramiro Pena has been outstanding. Panics on the men, Gillespie has held his ground, and usually are spot on, but the Giants don't need infield help. And one of the things I did mention in that podcast was that the Giants should take a look at who they have in their farm system and just bring them up. Bring them up. Give them all a shot. Who knows? You could strike gold. And I I brought up some of their top prospects and said, what if you give them a shot and, you know, they they give you suddenly a decent blast of a month and a half and that could be what you need for them? Well, the anti-circus makes a very good point. Gillespie and Pena have done a good job and have given the Giants some depth in their infield so they can weather the uh, losing some playing time from Panic and from Duffy. Agreed. Agreed. And that's a best-case scenario when you can do things in-house. When you can do things, well, we reached into our farm system and we pulled this out. And when something like that is possible, and when you see something like that happen and you contribute to a championship, you know, with that as your method, that's best-case scenario. Absolutely, that's the best-case scenario. And we saw this with the Giants in 2014 when Marco Scudero got hurt and Dan Ugla couldn't do the job. And they did a lot of auditions and they wound up bringing up Panic and they wound up doing well, and and panic became a big part of why they won the World Series in 2014. When you can do that, that's the best-case scenario. But we now all know the thing that is the absolute must-fix for the Giants, and that hasn't changed, and that's the bullpen. Talk briefly about the Yankees at the beginning of this podcast. The Yankees should be calling every day to the Giants saying, you want Andrew Miller? You get Andrew Miller, and here's what it will cost you. They have to, that, that's got to be the move. And you've seen there have been a couple of, of moves of players, including Rodney, who are changing teams that the Giants could certainly have used. But they haven't made that deal, and the time of fooling around with Casilla as the closer is officially over. The tyranny of the save has raised its ugly head in San Francisco. And handing the ball to Santiago Casilla is no longer an option. You can, they, they simply cannot do that. This, this, is not, this is not a possibility anymore. That it's got to the point that when you hand him the ball, 
you are expected to see a blown save. And and yesterday, when they had a wonderful game, and Buster Posey winds up hitting that extra inning homer, Casilla comes out and doesn't record an out. And he trips. If there was ever, like, I always thought the greatest, like, absolute physical metaphor of something that happened in a, you know, for the fate of a team that I ever saw in my life was when Ryan Howard grounded out and collapsed in a heap to end the 2011 playoffs when the Phillies looked like they were going to rampage, win the pennant, win the World Series. They had the greatest starting staff we had ever seen, blah, 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 blah. blah. And they got, they lost to a Cardinal team that went on to win the World Series but got into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth and looked like they didn't even belong to be on the same field as the Phillies. And it ends with Ryan Howard falling in a heap, and that's when the the last moment the Phillies were ever relevant. Well, I saw another wonderful metaphor, and that was last night, and that was Santiago Casilla tripping on the mound, ending the game with a walk-off balk, and having that be how the, you know, that's how the game ends and basically how Casilla's time as the closer of the San Francisco Giants had to end as well. Because we can't, you can't do this anymore. You can't hand the ball. There's no excuse to hand the ball to him anymore. Because at some point, you have to take a look and say, all right, we're, uh, he can't do the job. Now, does that mean you hand it to Hunter, to, to Hunter Strickland? Does that mean you hand it to uh, Sergio Romo? What does, that, what does that mean? That means you've got to try something. You've got to mix and match. You've got to figure it out. You've got to sort of poke the bear a little bit. You've got to see who's out there and maybe not necessarily say it's one guy. Now, yes... It would help the Giants immensely if they packaged together to get an Andrew Miller, who has been wonderful the last bunch of years, both with Baltimore and with the Yankees. And put him in and say, okay, we got this guy, a left-handed, unhittable pitcher, to close the games out. But you also could look down and say, who do we have in the farm that people may not have a scouting report on? Who do we have? You know, are you going to trust a, a you know, you know, a pitcher who was a pro, top prospect a few years ago? Clayton Blackburn is not having a very good year, but you know, is 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 a is a who is a Tyler Beatty? Who's out there? Phil Bickford? Who's out there that they don't have a scouting report on? Remember how Francisco Rodriguez? Pitched like what four regular season innings, and the Angels kept bringing him out out of the bullpen in 2002. And throughout the division series, league championship series, and the first part of the World Series, nobody could hit him because no one saw a scouting report on him. No one had seen him before. You've seen this sometimes that when a pitcher first comes up, oh, sometimes if they're really talented, they're without the scouting report, they start blowing some people away. And before they get a scouting report on him, you could squeeze some good outings out of him. When David Price came up, had like a minute and a half of experience in the big leagues, they brought him out of the bullpen to clinch the goddamn pennant. 
because they were, no one knew who he was. I mean, they knew he was the number one draft pick and everything like that, but they didn't have a scouting report. They didn't know how to approach him. And it became a secret weapon for them. Adam Wainwright came in as an untested rookie to be the, the closer when, the, uh, when Isringhausen went down. Bobby Jenks of the White Sox took over when Dustin Herbinson started to falter. These are all teams that won the pennant and most of them won the World Series. And there were situations where they were not the closer, as for some of them, ever. Because at those moments, the closer was gone. For those moments, there was no closer. There was no place to put them. So they had to do something. And the Giants are in that situation for years and years. Whether it was Wilson or Romo or Casilla, they had an incredibly deep bullpen. Where they could turn to uh, Lopez. They could turn to Machi. They could turn to Petit. They can turn to some of these pitchers who they just could rely on. And in 2012, they could rely on Lincecum in the postseason to be kind of a link in some of those middle innings. The Giants have to be creative right now to find someone, make a deal, and say, okay, what could we do? We need to get someone that we can rely, we can hand the ball to. And maybe the save won't always belong to the closer. The White Sox won the World Series in 2005, and they did it by mixing and matching and bringing in the right bullpen man at the right time. And now's the time to do it because, well, this is Casillas' job. This is his role on the team. Well, he's terrible at it now. And if you go into the postseason... And if you have the best hitters and the best starting pitchers, but you have a bullpen that is this soft, it could rely, it could completely steamroll your hopes to win a world championship. You don't believe me? How many World Series have the Tigers won recently? And every time they've wet the bed, what has been the Achilles heel? bullpen. How many championships did the Bobby Cox Braves win? Undoubtedly the best team in baseball. Most consistently terrific team in baseball for a decade and a half. Tied in the, and, and, and in that period of time had fewer world championships in that stretch than the Marlins. Why? Because they always had bullpen issues. Except for that one year where they won it all and Wollers was terrific, every other year they had bullpen issues. I fervently believe that if they use Smoltz as a starter for the entire year and then out of the bullpen in the playoffs, they would have won three more World Series. Absolutely. Now that would have relied on them having a Millwood or a Nagel or a Lee Brandt starting, but I think it all things considered, it would have resulted in three more world championships. Now, the Giants have won three championships recently, and each year their bullpen has done an unbelievable job in the postseason. They have to do they either pull off the trade for Miller or acquire three or four pitchers who you can mix and match, and don't you dare 
say, well, this is our closer. We got to go with him. That's the case when you have someone who's having an unbelievably great season. Brad Lidge a few years ago in 2008. Keith Folk in 2004 come to mind. Those two had unbelievable years. Unbelievable years. Rivera, year in and year out. You could point to individual seasons. Koji Uehara in 2013. They stumbled across Koji Uehara. They stumbled into that. He was their fourth choice. Started the year with Hanrahan. Went to Bailey. Went to Tozawa. Ended up with Uehara. Oh, my God. Mix and match. You never know what you're going to find. When, when friend of the podcast, Sean Doolittle, had his great season in 2014, he, they stumbled into that. They stumbled into that season because they started with Jim Johnson, who was horrific. And then they tried to mix and match. And holy Christ, Doolittle's pitching great. Let's have him go. They got to do it, and they got to do it now. They have to start mixing and matching where they'll either find their Doolittle or Uehara or they'll find the right piece pull to bring at the right time. The tyranny of the save is real. And they have to find the solution, whether it's someone in their farm who they can bring up like the Rays did with Price, like the Angels did with Rodriguez, or that it's something that you've mixed and matched and you stumble across like the White Sox did with Bobby Jenks and like the A's did with Sean Doolittle and the Red Sox did with Uehara. Got to do that because what we're dealing with right now is something that is just not going to work. And it's going to cost the Giants in the postseason. Yes, it's easier to be glib about that when your team has won uh, three World Series in this decade. But the fact of the matter is this. If they want to make it a fourth, this is a great opportunity to do it. They cannot fall for the tyranny of the save. All right, I got to wrap up today because your pal Sully is doing about 50,000 things at once. Who owned baseball yesterday? Uh, Matt Schumacher, complete game shutout. Adam Wainwright, complete game shutout. A couple home runs from Chris Davis. Big hits from Jake Lamb. They all own baseball half wobs. Buster Posey's home run should have won it. If only they didn't blow it. Uh, Ian Kinsler had a great game. James Shields pitched well. He's pitched well for the last couple of games for the White Sox after that horrible start. And Brandon McCarthy pitched great for Los Angeles, but they lost. So if you're keeping score at home, Schumacher, Wainwright, Davis, Lamb, full wobs, half wobs, Shields, McCarthy, Kinsler, and Posey. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and blah, 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 everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker, Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 17th day of July 2016. Thank you, the Anti-Circus, for the Sunday request. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.